Right now, though, there are more than 120 elections taking place tomorrow, and almost every New South Wales resident is required to vote. Yep, it's that time again. Local council elections will be held to crown the new mayors and councillors representing communities across New South Wales. There are 128 councils and 124 will hold elections for councillors while residents of 35 local government areas will pick their respective mayors. All right, well, let's have a a chat about it with the uh, local government minister, Shelley Hancock. Good morning to you, Shelley. Good, Mark. Good morning, Marcus. How are you? Yeah, well, thanks. We finally got here. Oh. <laughs> hey? I, I don't think there's anybody more excited in the state than I am, let me tell you. Well, with, all, with, with, with your selection kind of warts and all and so different, we've finally made it. You know, without any COVID intrusions or incidents, we're nearly there. And um, I, I think it's been difficult for some people because there hasn't been that traditional handing out of how to vote yeah. because you can't hand out a how to vote within 100 metres so people aren't going beyond that 100 metres and so people you know just in my area are really confused about it who do I vote for I don't know anybody and mm-hmm. it's really sad actually that we don't take an interest in local government markets because this is not a nursery school some of these councils like City of Sydney they're big business absolutely and, and every council obviously maintains our local parks and a public open space and roads, uh, infrastructure. They're important, you know, and the people we elect are really important. And I'd love these new councillors, and there will be many new councillors, to have a vision, a new vision for their local government area, rather than just be mired in the old ways of doing things. Well, that's right. The old saying, sorry, Shelley, the old saying, you know, uh, councils looking after roads, rates and rubbish, I mean, that's a little unfair uh, of the, you know... I mean, they play many roles. They have a major say in how suburbs and communities are shaped in regards to parks, recreation, and perhaps most significantly, development. They also create strategies to support small business, curate community festivals. They act as a conduit between governments and the community, and they often lobby governments to represent residents when it comes to urban planning, hospitals, infrastructure, and transport facilities. So local government is something we should be paying attention to. We, we absolutely should. And I think that a lot of residents are just simply confused between the role of local government and, say, state government and or federal government. You know, a lot of people come into my office as a local state MP really talking about a local government issue. And I have to divert them to talk to their local councillors because the local councillors can help. But you're quite right on the diversity of functions that councils um, have come to inherit from, from the state government and federal government in many ways. But we continue to assist them, whether it's with coastal management or with their assets. We do help them financially. So um, we we have a good partnership, state and state government and local government. Sometimes it's a bit rocky. Sometimes we argue. But but basically, you know, I would love people to know what they're doing today because, you know, people came to me. I was on pre-poll the other day about to start, Mm -hmm. about to vote myself. People said, where are your signs, Shelley? Aren't you running this year? Well, I haven't been in local government for 20 years, Marcus. (laughs) (laughs) So, and and the other thing, I think people sort of go in there, if they've always voted Labor, they they vote for the Labor ticket or they vote for the Greens ticket or the Liberal ticket. You know, it would be great if, quite frankly, my vision would be to have no political tickets on local government. None. Okay. Yeah, well, um, I mean, that <laughs> that probably would be a good idea, but I don't want to get too political on it. Look, one thing I've noticed, um, yep. when you say people, you know, quite often mightn't pay attention or don't know who to, to vote for, 
local community groups quite often and communities get together on social media these days. I mean, there's a Facebook page for basically every community, if you like, in New South Wales. Um, And they talk about local issues. And I noticed in the last, well, month or so, certainly months to six weeks, a number of, uh, of candidates getting online, having their say, if you like, and interacting with the community that way. So I think social media is playing a big part in local council elections these days. Well, it is, but you're presuming then that people are paying attention to social media and many, yeah. much of the time they're not, especially, I guess, the younger generation. They're not necessarily hooked into social media and Facebook as, as we are or I am all the candidates are. So, again, there's this kind of uh, uh, not, not, not confusion so much as just complacency about local government. And I, I always get excited about local government. It's the, <laughs> it's the level of government, as they say, closest to the people. It really is. So, yeah. you know, now that we live stream council meetings, they have to, that's compulsory, yeah. you know, it, it's something to watch. Have a look at the behaviour of your councillors. If you don't like it, think about somebody else. If you do like it, vote for them. But take an interest. And, you know, we've seen some pretty bad behaviour over the last couple of years that I've been the minister and before that, Marcus, yeah. of councillors. Um, and I just want to completely revolutionise next year the model code of conduct because it's not working. Mm. Um, often Good point. People are... Pardon? Good point. Yes, there does need to be some, well, some a, a relook, if you like. And look, one of the biggest uh, issues that I always hear in relation to bad behaviour, if you like, or alleged bad behaviour, it always seems to come back to the fact that, well, we've got people with certain interests, whether it's in you know uh, developments or other interests, who run for local government, and then, you know try to use or, or, or sway favour in by that position. That is something that has always concerned me. Yeah. Look, look, it's happened. There's no doubt about it. And it continues to happen. Probably will always continue to happen. Yeah, it's but politics. We've got to be very, yeah, we've got to be very careful about uh, knowing, you know, whether your councillor is a property developer. Now they have to actually state that in their nomination yes. form. Yes, yes. So that's the first, it's a step forward. Um, not, not that I think that property developers are necessarily sinful people, as, as other parties often make them out to be. You know, our, our, our cities and our towns would not grow without people who are property developers or real estate agents. You know, they're, they're, we can't keep banning or wanting to ban those particular classes of individuals. No, where do you no. Stop? what we where need is stop? transparency, though. We, we just need yep. transparency. Yep. That's the issue. Yeah, and, and declaration of your interest. If you're a property yeah. developer... If you stand to, or if you're not, even if you're not, if you stand to gain or lose from a certain development in your area, get out of the room. Don't vote. Don't lobby, mm. because you're going to find yourself in trouble. And we want a new model mode of, model code of conduct which <laughs> yep. reflects that. All right, just a couple of quick questions. Um, uh, is it compulsory to vote? Well, just like state and federal elections, voting is also compulsory for local government elections in New South Wales. If you're on the New oh. South Wales electoral roll and you live within an LGA hosting election, you will be required to vote before polls close 6pm tomorrow. Indeed, it's compulsory, just like every other election. And uh, look, record numbers of people have been uh, pre-polling, quite frankly, Marcus. Yes, that's Thousands right. here in the Shoalhaven, thousands mm-hmm. and thousands. Uh, have been queuing up to pre-poll because most people don't want to spoil their Saturdays, right? They want to stay yeah, away from the poll. And the Electoral Commissioner was quite clear on that. Let let people pre-poll and postal vote. Let's not have crowds on Election Day, especially in the middle of COVID. 
uh, let's make it a safe election. So uh, I pre-polled. Lots of people have. Yep. If you still haven't pre-polled, go do it today. Uh, avoid any kind of crush tomorrow, but I suspect a lot of people will already have voted mm-hmm. and there may not be the crushes. More but... than a million, apparently, I, I'm reading this morning. <laughs> yeah. So we may not know the results, as John Schmidt, Electoral Commissioner, has said, for some weeks. Okay. Because it may be some time before all those postal votes are counted um, and added up. Uh, but we'll have, I guess, some indication on the night yeah. uh, of who might be there. We can all make our guesses. With my own counsel, I have absolutely no idea for the first time <laughs> In 20 years, I wouldn't put a bet on it. So, <laughs> well, we'll that's see. true. All right. Yeah. And we will also be saying goodbye to, to many long standing mayors. The reason I bring this up is I was alerted to a post. I used to deal with a mayor in Queanbeyan quite often when I, I, I worked in the ACT and, and in media there, and it was Tim Overall. Now, Tim yeah. has been the mayor and, and seen some dramatic changes to that border community over, well, I think in excess, I think, what, nearly two decades or maybe a little more. But yeah. but Tim is hanging up his mayoral cloak. Uh, he's not standing and he's basically going into retirement. So there are many who've contributed yeah. to local councils over many years who aren't standing and are basically handing over the baton, so to speak. Yes, Marcus, and I probably should have said right at the outset that I want to thank all councillors for their service over the last five years or ten years or more, uh, and mayors, because, you know, it's a labour of love in many ways. People aren't doing it for the money. They don't earn a lot of money. But so many have demonstrated great passion for their communities. Tim Overall is one of them, Katrina Humphreys, another one. Yes. Retiring great people who are nothing short of miraculous in terms of their stamina, and their commitment to their communities, and I thank them all. And I wish everybody the best of luck tomorrow, whether you're standing again or whether you're a new councillor. We're going to have mandatory induction programs for all new councillors and older councillors too, so they're clear on what their responsibilities are uh, going forward, so, so, so they know something about the Local Government Act, something about the Model Code of Conduct, and then we'll continue those refresher courses. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think... Sometimes people, I did when I went into local government many years ago now, I was quite naive about what my role was really. I mm. knew I was going to be a local councillor, but I didn't, wasn't really aware of the Local Government Act or its implications or anything else. Mm. But I learned a lot. I sat and listened for probably six months, maybe more. I listened and listened and asked questions. Well, for many of, I, like yep. you, it's a pathway. Uh, it can be a pathway into state and maybe even eventually federal politics, if that's how far you want to take it. It's a great pathway for community-minded people, uh, people who want to make a difference in their local community, whether it's in Hornsby or Penrith or Campbelltown or Sydney, wherever it is. Uh, I yep. mean, I think it's that's why I think local government is, is extremely important. You can get in at the ground level, make a difference in your local community, and if you... <laughs> you're so inclined, uh, if you really want to put yourself through it, as you would know, Shelley, you can then take it further at a state or federal level. Yeah. Well, look, I never went into local government with any thought of it going any further because I was a high school teacher at the time. But sure. when you actually, when you actually, I, I don't know, get the taste for it, you know, representing your community, actually being able to deliver something in your local community that yeah. your community wants you to do that, you, you then consider state and federal politics even though sometimes you might stand back and think, whoa, they're really toxic workplaces. Um, and, uh, and I have to talk about fed- I'm not going to talk about federal government workplace at the moment, but, no. you know, 
that would be a, an absolute disincentive for a lot of people, but it shouldn't be. You know, you've got to take on these institutions if you want to change them, be part of it. I, I always say, rather than standing outside of council chambers, signing a petition or writing a letter, it'd be better to sit around the table making decisions. Um, and that's why I'm passionate, so passionate about local government. Wonderful. I love it. I love all my mayors and councillors, even though they misbehave at times. Someone's <laughs> got to love them, I always say, Marcus. Somebody's got to love them. Thank <laughs> and you. I do. Minister, it's great having you on. Don't forget, everybody needs to vote, if you haven't already, tomorrow for the local government elections, local council elections in New South Wales. Shelley, thank you. Pleasure, Marcus. It's been great to talk to you about local government. Take care. Bye now. Bye.